Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined as always by my lovely, wonderful co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. I would like to be referred to as the most beautiful white rose from here on out. For for real? Or, or is no, that, no. It's a, is, that, is that an actual lyric or did you? Well, we're talking about Mr. Charles Bradley today, a.k.a. the most beautiful black rose, a.k.a. the screaming eagle soul, a.k.a. black velvet. Okay. This is every album ever, <laughs> the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today, like Alex uh, very thoroughly mentioned, is Charles Bradley. Those are the best nicknames, though. They're all wonderful. I'm <laughs> jealous of every single one of them. Oh, boy. Uh, this, oddly enough, is the most recent artist <laughs> in our history of doing this podcast. That, it makes reason. no fucking sense. Well, it, no, kinda, it does. I guess he he's if you didn't know, he has passed away. He's he's recently passed. Uh, very sad. But, but before that, because we're already we want to talk about this. I know we want to talk about this so bad. Uh, if you uh, have any suggestions for artists you want to talk about or you hate us or you love us or whatever, send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. You know, like, share, subscribe, all the things that'll help us. Of course, you're not obligated to do anything because you're a person and you have your own life. And, of course, be sure to check out the Charles Bradley playlist on Spotify that we've put together for everyone. Uh, you know, pics of our favorite songs. Uh, you can find those uh, on at, Spotify. On Spotify. Or there's a, there's links to the playlist in the descriptions of wherever you're listening or watching. And, of course, at everyalbumever.com. And uh, there's a playlist for every episode that we've done. So there's tons of stuff that we put together and there's plenty of other things you can chew on and all that. Uh, okay. Back to, back to Charles Bradley. Yes. Uh, beautiful man. <laughs> so, so beautiful. Uh, the voice, the story, this, I remember I usually you ask, so what's your, uh, How'd you get into Charles Bradley? I'm just going to go into it. We would go to Amoeba and uh, Victim of Love. Would this be on display? Uh -huh. Or like who? Like who the fuck is that Victim of Love? And what is a Victim of Love? And you then, know damn well what a Victim of Love is. Uh, well, I'll explain it to our listeners. Uh, I believe Dylan Gabig was like, it's probably this like, when you toss Dylan Gabig is a friend of ours, but <laughs> toss someone salad and they don't return the favor or like you do it and then they leave you and this break your heart. That's upsetting. So now we'll joke around a lot and including John Bowers, another friend be like, <laughs> Oh, you've never been in love before. Like you've never, <laughs> yeah, you've never had a salad uh, tossed your way, nor have you uh, partaken in the feast yourself. But yeah. And then uh, again, going, back to dylan he he saw there was a documentary about him it's not on netflix anymore and he's like dude you have to watch it it's fucking crazy this man's life like someone who calls himself a victim of love is probably over exaggerating or being very mellow dramatic like after you watch this documentary you're gonna be like fuck that man that man, love, love has not victimized anyone more than that man. No, I. it's in his face. <laughs> uh, if uh, if you're not watching the video version, there's uh, Alex owns all of the albums and they're, they're displayed behind us. Uh, Charles Bradley uh, 
put out only four albums. Four albums, uh, all of which that we'll be talking about, of course. First one was released in 2011. The last one was what? in 2018. Huh? Yes. <laughs> which also, and uh, side note, he's 62 years old oh, when yeah. his debut album came out. <laughs> Thank God he's not a young guy <laughs> with that face. No, no. That would be more more sad vic- victimizing more yeah more love victim victim whatever uh what okay i don't actually i know all i know is that he's an old guy and he's been shat on by the world for most of his life oh man yeah and then he found success very late in life uh very brief period he was very successful and then he died yes and like i knew he was a million years old and I was like, I got to see him live. And I've seen him. I saw him twice. Lucky best. Yeah. Because I, I hate to be this guy, but like time was not on his side. No, no, no. It very, no, it was a good call. Yes. So, and like, I think because he wasn't like a touring artist, his voice was amazing still. Like mm-hmm. usually singers get older, but I think it's because they've like put the strain and stuff on it where like he was a James Brown impersonator for real James Brown impersonator. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's already already funny yeah and that's where the the black velvet name co- he would perform as black velvet it's a wonderful name it's a wonderful name and then yeah they like I forget the one of the dudes who runs Daptone Records who put out uh, Charles Bradley and uh, Sharon Stone uh, a lot of like uh what you call it like I don't know new funk artists uh-huh. um and then they met up with the uh Menahan street band who performs on all the albums as well they're this as important as uh Charles is for sure for sure uh, it's almost weird that if you look on streaming you'll see that it says featuring the Menahan street band like on every song or yeah it's on every album title and then also on every song like yeah. Why, when when did they become a part of Charles Bradley? Oh, well, I think Charles Bradley became a, a part of them mm-hmm. and everyone at like Daptone was just like taken aback by his like personality. Like one of the times I saw him, uh he this he hugged everyone after the Aww. show. Aww. It That's was so sweet. It was so it was so beautiful. Like God damn it. Yeah. Aww. And uh yeah, I think everyone was just like, man, what a personality, like so engaged by by this dude that mm-hmm. um, we'll get into it when we talk about the albums. But like some of these songs were meant to be Menahan Street uh, songs, and they just gave them to Charles Bradley. Wow. So. Wow. Ah, God damn. And this is going to be the first. I didn't. I, I, we didn't discuss. This. Oh yeah, I, I didn't like ask, the, the first soul artist we've covered. That, oh, yeah, because most soul artists have a crazy long discography. Oh yeah, yeah. So and a lot of it's bad. But luckily, he didn't get famous until he was almost dead. And now we, there's a chance, there's an opportunity for yes. us. Sorry. Uh, no, I didn't discuss discuss this with you. But I feel like just throwing it out there. I feel like. There's probably not a worst album on this episode. Maybe just a least favorite. Yes. By circumstance. Yes. That's because four albums and spoiler alert, they're all good. They're all good. They're all you good. Can't go wrong. So it's it's all a matter of preference for our best and worst. It really. Mm-hmm. I think there's gonna be an, an argument for all of them. Yeah. 
So that's my two cents. And then, all right. End of episode. Uh, what are we doing oh, now? Well, uh, so, okay. So continue with the backstory. So yeah, like this, his mom gave him up when he was like eight months old. Okay. Already a victim of already. Uh, I'm going to call it a victim of love. I call it a victim of not love. Yes. <laughs> victim of victim of victim of bitch. I don't know the circumstance. And then I believed he lived in Gainesville, uh, Florida until he was eight years old. And then his mom took him back and then he was in Brooklyn and, uh, he was like illiterate up until like he was like 63 or something. Wait, what, what? Like he couldn't read or write. Really? Like that's what I mean. This man is a victim of like the system of, of, lo- of life in, in all of its many forms. Like there's a certain song that we'll get into where he goes over his, mm. his story. Yeah. His like literally step by step yeah. his entire life. And yeah, he's done like a stint in prison. I forget what for. Um, although huh. I can't imagine what. Like maybe he just fucked up, but maybe because this mean, man is so sweet. And then like in the documentary, there's like his mom is not in good health, obviously mm-hmm. because he's sixty. Yeah, <laughs> around the documentary, and then so his mom's got to be I don't know how old. And like his brothers and sisters are like coming at him trying to get money because like, Uh first of all, he probably didn't even make that much money. He's not like uh, Justin Bieber famous. No, no, no. But yeah, everyone's like trying to get at him, even though like he took care of his mom and he like totally deserved her house when she passed. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what happened with it if he ended up getting it. Mm-hmm. But his brothers and sisters are trying to get a piece and he this fucking loves them all anyways. Oh, God damn, he's a better man than I cuz I would not I would not love them. But <laughs> yeah, he's he had a rough rough life and mm. uh I'm so glad he got to live out his dream in the the twilight years and it's super fucking depressing and also very sweet. It's like, it's like a sappy kind of, th- I don't want to say sappy. That oh, kind of applies to other things, but I'm pretty sure someone will turn this man's life into a movie one day. It better be an Oscar winner. Oh, it better. Who, who would I cast is Charles, Charles Bradley. Uh, you can't do Morgan Freeman. Cause he's a little too like somber. Morgan Freeman is too Morgan Freeman. He would just be Morgan Freeman over it. I can, My name is Charles Brad. <laughs> no, it's not. And fucking, I'm a victim of love. God damn it, Morgan. <laughs> Every day with you. Oh, man. That's a good question. Who, who would I, I feel like it's someone obvious that comes to mind, but I can't think of it. You know, of it. you know, he's a little huskier than Charles, but uh, I'm going to go with an off. I would do uh, Craig Robinson. I think Craig really? Robinson. Really? I think Craig Robinson would like some Are makeup. You What's, what's, what's going on with you? No, because Craig Robinson can like sing and play instruments and yeah, I guess. But this, so, man, he, I wish I could cast James Brown as Charles Bradley. Oh, <laughs> kind of ironic twist of fate kind of Maybe thing. they could cast uh, Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther, since he played James Brown. <laughs> there it is. And now we've settled it. And now the argument's over. That's what's going to happen. Oh, uh, boy. All right. Let's jump into it. First album. This is uh, 2011, No Time for Dreaming. Such a Menahan Street band. Oh, yeah. These guys are 
Yeah. It's and it's produced so so classic R and B. Yeah. But better. And then uh, Thomas uh, Brinick of the Manahan Street, who's the guitar player, mm-hmm. he produced all the records too. Did he? So. Interesting. Because I'll let it, it'll play for a little bit. Yeah, that's a that's. I feel like um, maybe why is it so hard should have been the opener. This because that's a great intro to Charles Bradley. But I feel like this song in general is still good because it's kind of Charles Bradley in a nutshell, where like the music's so good and it's kind of uplifting. But he's this. Uh, he, he's dealing you the hard uh, facts of life. And the world's going up in flames. This is the one I, I gave best. This is my favorite. Uh, this is personal favorite. Personal favorite. For me. Yeah. Uh, really love this. Really love this. And I was saying a little bit earlier, uh, it's produced like it's classic Motown soul, mm-hmm. but better. So everything is performed better. Everything is cleaner. Uh, his his vocals, uh, they're distorted when he goes loud, which is like a sign, not a sign, but like it's it was common in those days because of, you know, technology lack of technology so it's very much you could tell it's on purpose here mm-hmm. or it was just recorded in a way that you know it, it breaks as it gets louder uh and it it's this weird thing where it, it has a it feels nostalgic it feels classic but it also feels fresh because the songwriting is not just rehashing the the old soul r&b genre uh, it's definitely uh everything about it qualifies as that but they're different songs they're inventive. They're all, it's all fresh. Yeah. Um, I know some people like if you just show them Charles Bradley and they'll say like, Oh, well it sounds like James Brown or whatever. I'm like, that's not the point. Like the point is what the man is singing to you and how it's all real. And also, yeah. Like on those older, like soul and funk tracks, like, a lot of the instrumentation is kind of buried. Like I love how crisp and clean everything is here. Like usually people don't think of guitar when they hear like funk and soul, but on these records, it's, it's, it's yeah. very prevalent. Yeah, it's, it's there. And um, not this cause the guitar player is producing it. No, it's even as fuck. And then the bass has that really dubby kind of that, that kind of that really, uh, uh, resonant low end. Uh, which is it's very indicative of, of that era. So like again, like it it feels and sounds like it was recorded, you know, 50, 60 years ago, but it's all everything is clear. Um like you were saying, it's it's clear, but it's also it's not because a lot of that stuff, the production is not aged well. It's a little uh, it's not dissonant, but it's fucking it kind of ear piercing sometimes. Mm-hmm. This shit is just it's I don't know. Like if if you were this is, I bet, how uh, people heard it in those days. Yeah, or like what it was meant to sound like. Yeah. Like, um, also, I just think like, like Daptone, that record label, is so crazy because 
if you listen to like Sharon Jones or like a Menahan street band solo record, or uh, I think it's the Budo, Budo street band or something, or even like L Michaels affair and all those members are like in here. It's kind of like a revolving door thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like it all sounds crisp. It all sounds clean. So like that record label when finding like, people who can play their instruments did such a and probably still are doing a great job of, mm-hmm. of signing like funk current funk and soul artists. One thing, uh, I mean, I like this album a lot, obviously, <clears throat> but for most of his albums, like you, every song is good, but for this one, the reason why it really kind of went over the edge and made it my best is because, uh, no two songs in a row in a row feel the same. So like that that opening song was it was high energy but minor minor yeah. key and, and darker and a little sadder and but it, it fucking quickly changes the next one is more upbeat uh, and then it goes to a fucking ballad and it, every single song keeps mixing it up uh, the rest of his albums don't do it nearly as much mm-hmm. uh, and that one kept me like for when I first heard this I didn't want it to end I was like don't fucking end yet don't and I and I kept listening to it, obviously <laughs> a bunch of times in a row uh, so for that. It's everything I look for in albums to, to for every track to kind of keep to reinvigorate my interest in it, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly does that. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, for me, it's this. I felt like there was the most most consistent like tracks that I enjoyed, like telephone song, uh, which is the song after is like the intro is this like him talking on the phone, like "Hello, baby." Yeah, like, yeah. It's hilarious. And then uh, golden golden rule. Oh man, like doing to others, man, bitch, mm-hmm. bitch, go back, <laughs> go back to the golden rule. Like if if you, uh, as Mike says, if you if you don't agree with that, you're this an unreasonable person. <laughs> this unreasonable person. Uh, that baseline and what is it? Uh, in you, I found love, or in you, I found a love. Mm-hmm. God damn! Like, I mean, the baselines are great all over the place, but they're. Fucking scratch my little bass itch. Uh, what is it? I can't even read my fucking writing. My eyes are actually getting worse. Uh, loving you, baby. Oh, Fantastic. So one of the most good. beautiful songs ever written. That song, um, when he says, I was crying when I felt your love. Ugh, ugh. Mm. And then he opens up a little and he says, uh, no more afraid to open the door and let you in. Man, the man showing growth on the track, too. <laughs> Uh, one thing I will say about his vocals is that you've heard him before. You've heard people like him. You've heard James Brown. He sounds a lot like James Brown. Ah, ah, a lot of that. Uh, he sounds like an old black man. Yeah, yeah. And it's great, <laughs> but uh, Rangers Limited. He's kind of got the whale, and he that's pretty much it. His entire career, he's pretty much just done the whale. Yep. And it works 100% of the time on this record. It's, it's what he knows, and it's what he's good at. Exactly. Uh, on other records, I didn't feel like like some tracks. I'm like, you man, that's a little, it's a little hard for this song. For for this one, every song it works. It mm. works perfectly. Uh, another reason why I love it so much. Um, why is it so hard? Another like standout essential. Yeah, Charles Bradley track. This that's telling you about his life. Yeah, that's the one where we, where we talked about his life. Yeah, L- literally <laughs> where he was born, where he moved, moved to Poughkeepsie. Uh, the the horns on that uh, on that song are so fucking heartbreaking 
which makes the song feel even more heartbreaking. It's already heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, so originally, that was a Menahan Street band song. Mm-hmm. And it was written as like, why is it so hard for like bands to make it in America? Because you, you can like, usually they'll like in Europe, they appreciate bands. Mm-hmm. You can go all over the world and then you come to America. And, get and it sucks. Here. And then he ran it by Charles Bradley and Charles Bradley like re reworked it. And like, let me tell you something about, about it being hard. All right. And you then, guys don't know shit. And then he just realized like, yeah, that's yeah. I was kind of this being a privileged asshole. Like you're right. This is Charles song now yeah. because he really had it hard. <laughs> Oh, fuck. It's so sad. It's a sad song, but it's so, ah, man, I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, so sweet of the the Menahan boys to uh, be like, okay, no, we're not going to complain about yeah. how hard it is for us. And the, the fact that there's, there's such a good band on their own, it, that's rare as fuck. Like, I, maybe I'm just like jaded because of all like the LA-ness, because nowadays it's really hard in a lot of places to find people that like to do, like to play one instrument and then that's it. Everyone mm. kind of wants to be the center of attention. I'm guilty of that as well. <laughs> Everyone wants to be the main person. Everyone wants, wants to be the, mo- the, the the sole contributor. Uh, sometimes it's more important for the art to just play your part amazingly. Yes. You don't need to what, fucking, yeah. That's what everyone does in yeah. this band. It's fucking gorgeous. God damn it. I love um, this song. And then... Where they like really shine is uh, since our last goodbye, like it's just an instrumental track. Man, mm. it feels so good. I wrote that uh, it wouldn't be like out of place in like a Mario game or a, a Paddington movie. I also wrote it's a perfect song to ride a tandem bicycle in you, the park. You've teased it too much. You got to put it on right now. All right. It's oh man, like these guys just because all their instrumentals are so there's they're all great. Yeah, just hitting home runs. Man, you could throw this on at a family gathering. Oh, yeah, for sure. You and your friends just hanging out. So this also does a thing that I I didn't note, but I did. It did stand out to me a lot uh, that I don't agree with. God damn, it's fucking awesome. Okay, let's talk because I'm, I'm going to just get like absorbed. It's so pretty. Um, where it's produced like an old record from the 50s mm-hmm. where you got all the drums in one ear, you got all the guitar in the other ear, you got all the, the piano in one ear, you got all, like it's all, it's all a mishmash and it's not, um, it's not, there's a thing where you do in production where if you're panning it super hard to one side, you'll do a little delay. So the other ear will get some of the reverb or some of the delay. Um, it kind of gives it more of like a, a three dimensional sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in those days, it was 100% in one ear. <laughs> so if you weren't whole, if you didn't have the, like if you're using earbuds and you didn't have the other ear in, you would hear a zero. You wouldn't mm-hmm. hear any kind of echo. You wouldn't hear it. It would be zero. You would hear only the drums and nothing else. Yeah. That's what you would hear. It's like that on this album. And maybe on the next one as well. It's annoying. It's super <laughs> stupid. Uh, it sounds great with both with both speakers, and it's not often you're listening to just one speaker, so it's a stupid complaint. But it, it does stick out when I'm like working out and I hear I'm only I only have one button and I can't mm-hmm. like I can't even enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, 
but that, that that's just a little side thing. It's t- together, it's fucking fantastic. So that's that's my best as a personal view. Also, real quick before we move on, mm. uh, heartache and pain is the last track. If mm. you have a physical album, and then there's two cover songs, right. but we'll get into those later. But yeah. if you're on like Spotify, iTunes, there's two more tracks. We're gonna get to those. Yeah. And that's how I was introduced to it. So I it I, I'm we could do it either way. You want to talk about them now? If you're if you're new to Charles Bradley, because for sure no one's buying the fucking record if they haven't heard it before. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. <laughs> All right. Fuck it. Yeah, those cover songs are so random. It covers yeah. Stay Away from Nirvana and then Heart of Gold, which starts the trend of him doing cover songs, and they're to me, to me, mm-hmm. this Charles Bradley song. Those now. he made them his. And here's what I'll say. Uh, I actually do still prefer the original Heart of Gold. I love oh, no, it. I love it's a great song still, but but what he did to stay away is incredible. It's, it's a, amazing. Yeah, it it ticks. We've talked about cover songs before, and it ticks all the boxes for a good cover song. It's a hundred percent unique. Mm-hmm. And it sounds it doesn't even sound like it barely. Like it didn't hit me until maybe after my second or third listen. That was like, wait, was that Nirvana? Like, yeah. What the fuck? Hold let on. me let me throw it on her. Oh quick. yeah. Yep, that's Nirvana, all right. Yeah, I love the bass and the guitar on this. That's a great sound too. Monkey see, monkey do. You know what? I didn't even realize until this cover that Kurt Cobain was saying, I don't know why. Doing that, I don't know why. Because I could never. I've been listening to Nevermind since I was five years old, and I never understood what he was saying. Yeah. I'm not even exaggerating either. Leave it up to Charles Bradley. Um, Get let that chorus coming because it's actually using the Nirvana riff, but kind of better. Oh man, y'all gotta listen to that shit. Fuck man. Um, I think on YouTube there's footage of just uh, Charles and Thomas, uh, just the two of them, not the rest of the band, with like an acoustic guitar doing "Heart of Gold." And um, so many things are are heartbreaking and beautiful about Charles Bradley. Mm-hmm. And "Heart of Gold" is yet another, yet another, just fucking man, just changes the way you mm-hmm. you look at the world and that song. Cause I mean, he does have a heart of gold too. Yeah. If you're, ah, if you're a victim of love, you can't. You, I, you have to it, be. Yeah, yeah, you have to be. Ah, uh, goddamn. So it's your best. I mean, your personal favorite. This personal is my favorite. my best and personal favorite. This one, I, I'm gonna go back to this one countless times after this. So we're on to 2013. Victim of love. The one that started it all. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, such a taste when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's called. This band could stop on a dime. Oh, yeah. I'm tired that transition. Of the yeah. I'm tired. 
so good. City people <laughs> tried to get in my business to tend you. Yeah. Was... Fuck. Okay. 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 Strictly reserved. <laughs> I gotta get it again. Ah, uh, too good. Too good. Oh man. Yeah. So this is the one that started it all. This is like where I saw his face everywhere. Look at that face, man. Tell me, he's not a victim of love. Tell me. I mean, sometimes album covers are pretty abstract, but this album cover tells you everything <laughs> you need to know. <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. Yes. Um, initially, I thought this was going to be my personal favorite. Right. But uh, no time for dreaming took it. Um, I think like the first three tracks, like Strictly Reserve, You Put the Flame and Let Love Stand a Chance, mm-hmm. aren't the best to open an album with. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care much for, uh, I mean, You Put the Flame on it is okay, but. It feels like it's good. It's a fun song, but I don't like it that close to the beginning. It just feels same like a, here. yeah. And uh, Love Bug Blues, I I just don't I don't care. I for it. like that. I like how dirty it is. Um, Love Bug and Confusion. They're this like dirty funk. They sound like they could be on the um, Superfly soundtrack. Well, uh, Love Bug Blues sounds like. It should be the theme for a '70s detective show. It exactly. sounds exactly like that. Superfly, but 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 confusion. It, it feels way 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 more advanced. That that song is it, it's, real good. It's almost metal. I'm just gonna yeah. play a quick second because you really just need the intro. <laughs> some like funk, <laughs> some like funkadelic inspired. Psychedelic. Can you stop? This is so psychedelic. Oh yeah. yeah. That fuzzed out bass. Hell yeah. Oh, that's real good. Like okay, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, that's a good fucking song. God I want to like hit the streets and solve a mystery for yeah. some reason. Um, that song also reminds me of uh, Curtis Mayfield. Uh, if there's a hell below, we're all gonna go because it kind of starts off the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little shorter intro than uh, Waddies, Jews, Crackers. <laughs> I just, I love that song. So, um, this uh, is just as good. Uh, the title track, though, will f- will fuck you up. Dude, it's heart-wrenching. It's As, heart-wrenching. Uh, my tattoo artist once said, not about this song, but about, uh, I think he was talking about a Bowie song, but it applies to this song. It really, really pile-drives the soul. It for sure does. Uh, I do think the backup vocals are hilarious. Like, when they start saying, skip, 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 skip a beat, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's like, I, I mentioned this very, very briefly on a Christmas episode with the Beach Boys. Whenever backup vocals start telling a story, I lose my shit. It's, yeah. the, it's the funniest thing in the world to me. Yeah, there's not, there's not too much. No, 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 no. But, but just that song, actually. Um, 
That's the only time I actually laughed. But dust, uh, dusty blues. Mm-hmm. I wrote a. Uh, what kind of magical spaghetti western are we going on here? I thought it was like a like another version of like the Rocky theme. It was just it's as triumphant. It's so good. The there's an organ solo in there that's fucking great. Mm. Um, I got a random poll. Mm-hmm. So because I'm on a trend of comparing songs, uh, where do we go from here? I'll play a quick quick bit of that. There's all the drums in one ear. If you're yep. listening on headphones, fucking goddamn it. All right. I oh. Want, I want you I want you guys to keep that guitar riff yeah. in your brain. It's I've heard it before. I fast forwarded a little. Playing some of the Melvins. Uh, Billy Fish is the song. Well, that's definitely not the same riff. Well, no, not this, but... You, know, you don't think I, they sound similar? It's similar, but it's not. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It's hold them in court. No, no, no. For sure. I'm not saying it's a rip. No, I know. I, I just got those. Uh... Right here. But no, no. Maybe I'm thinking of a different song. I, I, I think I know which song you're talking about. I Maybe don't know what it's called. I just played the wrong Melvin song. I think you did. I think. Okay. It's, I think the one you're talking about is on uh, a senile animal. Mm. Either way. Whatever. I played some Melvins. It sounds like a Melvin's riff. It sounds, I got the wrong song. I got Mel- the wrong Melvins song. Were, were definitely doing uh, a lot of shit that sounded like that. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Plus, that to be fair, those chord changes are real common. Yeah, real yeah. fucking common. Like, I didn't I actually hated that chord change. No, I wasn't uh, trying to accuse anyone no, 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 of I know. I know. This that it, uh, you don't expect the Melvins to come up in a Charles Bradley. You don't. And also, when you... When you uh, I'm glad you brought that up because... When I was listening to this, I was like, I know I've heard this, but there's one specific song I'm thinking of. I can't put my finger on it. It's the Melvins. That's yeah. the one I was thinking of. I thought it was Billy Fish, but it's probably a different one. I almost, I will say almost for sure it's on a senile animal because uh, I listened to that one a lot and I did, uh, I've only listened to New Dim Boots maybe once, mm, once yeah. or twice. I should. I wouldn't remember if it was. Uh, I should have listened to two Melvin's albums before. But how could a, you, Alex? How goddamn dare on, you? On top of the Charles Bradley, this is to get the exact song. I'm sorry, I led y'all astray. Anyway, it's still a good ass song. I would say they're both still good ass songs. Yes, yes. Even the Melvin song you put on was a good ass song. Uh, uh, crying in the chapel, another heartbreaker. Uh, I think uh, Hurricane's uh, kind of weak. Oh. Uh, I don't remember enough. I, I no, I don't remember. I it's I know I'll know end. it the second you play it, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I I will say that uh through through the storm, I think is my yeah. favorite of all of his ballads. I'm gonna play that real quick because you, you do that. Just uh, yeah. This this whole album is pretty ballad heavy, actually. There's a lot of I mean, as it should, if I you're going to call it Victim of Love. Yeah. I thank you for helping me through the storm. Goddamn, I sing this all the time. <laughs> I thank you. 
it's never really stood out to me, but maybe really? I'll, I'll like cert because because Mike likes it. Maybe love I'll. it, love it. It's been a long time. Oh, and those acoustic guitars in the right ear only, but still. Damn, I think I think another reason this fucked me up is because uh, I was like, okay. I'm gonna start writing about Charles Bradley uh, on Sunday. I'm gonna, you know, start writing about it, do my my deep dive, and then uh, at the time of recording, that's the day Kobe died. Oh, this is it's not gonna be released for a few weeks, and it, it, it's all old news at this point. But at the time of this recording, it's not quite old news. It fucked me up. Yeah. It's still very recent, dude. And and uh, I don't want to dwell on it too much because it'll be super dated, but. Uh, I don't give two shits about basketball. And even I was like, oh my God, life doesn't care. Oh my God. Dude. Like it's like, it's that really cold realization. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Life doesn't give a fuck. Life doesn't care. Yeah. You're, you're going to die regardless. And sometimes it's going to be in a really weird and unexpected way. Mm-hmm. Life doesn't give a fuck. It, it's fucking sad. It's, it's the, really dark. The, also, I think people forget how young Kobe is because he's been in our lives forever. He's only 41. Yeah. That's yeah. It's man. And then, yeah, like, the, that while listening to Charles Bradley albums will that'll that'll really break you. drive it home. Oh Jesus Christ! So yeah, that's like heavy heavy on my mind. Yeah, while I was uh, listening to these, and it's almost perfect in terms of like when to hear when to like go a deep dive on Charles it, Bradley. It has to be during some kind of tragedy. It right? it is per- like even like Charles Bradley dying didn't like hit me too hard because you're like, he's old. It, it's, it's the unexpected nature. It's, it's a, uh, an icon that you, you don't expect to go out like anybody would go out. Yeah. Also like, I feel like sports people don't really like die randomly. And like, also if you didn't know, we live, we live in LA. Yeah, so yeah. like, I don't know. You could, it felt like the, like, this this shared sense of dread. Yeah, I I did a. It was it was like, it was uh foggy that day too, yeah. and it was just like there were too many things that I did a I did a a mic an open mic that same day, oh, and shit. man, that room was cold and dark, and everyone it should be now. No one laughed at a single joke that. All the comic, like the, there were good comics with good material, and they were all bombing. Oh yeah, that's no, not yeah. their fault. That's not their yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a dark day, and it's so weird because like people were going up saying like on stage like I don't even like basketball, but I'm upset. It was literally a dark day. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't man, know. Man, yeah. so yeah, I just I needed to share that because at the time of recording, it's still heavy. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, it's just another reason to just spend the hours you got doing what you love to do. Uh, money doesn't mean shit because money doesn't give a fuck if 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 it life decides to kill you, money ain't gonna help you. Ugh. Yeah. Although sometimes yeah, it can, because I guess you can get better doctors. I, but. I guess if you're gonna go crashes, you, no, yeah, money will not buffer your 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 impact if you get in a car crash. Grab a loved one. Don't become a victim of love yourself. Goddamn right. Uh, yeah. Some of these Charles Bradley lyrics are, are this good life advice. I'll get into those on, mm-hmm. uh, on the next album. So some of these, this take some of these lyrics to heart. And- yeah, for sure. <sighs> okay, let's move on. 
man, we're going through some changes. <laughs> and that's the next one in, in uh, 2016. Charles Bradley changes. I'm going to play the second track. Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. First track's got a bit of a winded <laughs> intro for yeah. not too much music. <laughs> I, I should have timestamped like a good, good screech. Like when he does that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he does them all over the place. You just listen to one of his songs, it'll, it'll pop up. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. God damn. Okay, that's that's real good. Let's uh let's talk about it. So this I think his best album. Really? Yep. I can see the argument. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great fucking album. Like like I said, like every album is good and can can stand up on its own if you want to make it. Yeah. I forgot to say this. I feel like um Victim of Love is more diverse, but it's just kind of missing the way the songs came through on um no time for dreaming and then this song's like the complete package to me this one's more consistent it's got more moods it's there's less ballads overall uh more consistent but also uh less uh i don't don't know there's still a lot of stand-up tracks in this one um you know what i will i will we skipped it but i I will note that uh, this is the only time i've ever enjoyed uh god bless america and Ever. Oh yeah. Because I don't I don't fucking like that song at all. But it sounds great on here. Charles Bradley could cover any and every song. It works so well. How the fuck? Dude, Charles for change. Uh, I, wear, I wear that every time I go to vote, so people think he's like a politician. <laughs> much more important than a politician. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't wear the pin. I should have dug up the pin, the mic. Charles for change. Uh, yeah. Um But you're wearing the shirt of changes right now. Yes. Which is inspired. No- because changes is the Black Sabbath song, which everyone knows by now. And I hope so. It's a great fucking song. Um, so that was originally put out in 2013, and and me and Dylan would always be like, "That's a killer fucking song. Like it needs to be on an album." And I'm so glad that they, yeah, yeah. This was, this was the last album when he was alive that he really, yes, yeah. fully thought out. This is technically like his final album that he like participated in. Um, ain't gonna give it up. I'm gonna play a little bit of that because I love how much uh the bass and the drums are in lock. How they change on a dime. It's just a fucking again Menahan Street just killing it. That is a sexy ass bass line. Oh, I'm gonna backhand someone. <laughs> It's something he never said. No. Well, maybe not no. as quiet Yeah, it's just a real... Yeah, it's real fucking real good. Solid. 
virtually everything I said about the last two can be applied to this one as well. It's it's same style, it's, same. I mean, the production's getting better. It's more. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more full. More full. There's more. Uh, I don't want to say synthy stuff, but little little uh, nuances. A little that fucking uh, six million dollar man sound effect that oh, they yeah, yeah. every now and then. Um, and it, overall, it sounds. Uh, still has that kind of nostalgic R&B feel, but it's getting better, getting more modern, getting a lot punchier and sad, more satisfying. You want to know the ultimate Charles Bradley punchy song? Boom. It's right there. It's going to... Big check track. Yeah. I tried to be a righteous man. Didn't work, though. <laughs> Hell, Charles. Ow. I love this song so much. Dude, this that intro and then this riff, it sounds like a rage song. Rage should cover it. Rage should cover it. They really should. They really fucking should. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. Man. I, think, I, I do feel like a lot of these albums can just be mixed and matched. because Oh, they the, can. They're it's kind of one long album. It really is. Uh, and they're all good. They never venture out of that classic R and B soul style. They never, I and mean, they don't need to. There's, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't, I don't, I, I was not left craving something different. Mm-hmm. They're all the songs are are unique enough, and it's just, I don't know. You don't, I, I that whale is just it's enough good. to carry it. So good. Ah! Earlier, I was uh, talking about Charles Bradley lyrics. You can this kind of take with you uh, on "Ain't It a Sin" when he says, "It's my turn." To love and be loved. It's my turn to get out in the world and let my spirit speak. Fucking God damn it. Great Preaching self love. God damn it. If you ain't gonna do me right, I might just do you in. Get him, Charles. That not don't keep that lyric. That's just a like a good cold list. ass yeah. awesome thing. But you know the sentiment is there, you know. Yeah. Be surround yourself with people who are good to you. God damn it. Uh, I'll do you in. When I'm crazy for your love, when he says, I've been all around the world looking for love, I was like, damn, even in his 60s, he's still. Hey, man. If you're the victim of love, I guess you're going <laughs> to. I don't know, man. Uh, did, did, was he, did he ever find love before he died? I don't know. I hope if he had like a special. Special, special lady? Yeah. Mm. I hope so. I know. I so. Yeah. I don't even want to Google it. I don't want to find out. <laughs> Um, things we do for love, probably like the most doo-woppy Charles Bradley song. Which one's that? Uh, this one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like them, like the impressions or something. Yeah, it's a good song. All right, yeah, I knew that. Uh, change for the world, fucking closing track. Just oh yeah, the horns and the breakdown. Uh, when he says "stop hiding behind religion, hate is poison in the blood," uh, gets me. Also, I mean, are we gonna talk about the actual changes cover? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we can. Fucking again, it's a Charles Bradley song now. It's a Charles. It's, it's not a Black Sabbath song. I, listen, I love the original changes. I this one might surpass it for me. This one might do it. Call back to the CCR episode when I said the Tina Turner version. It's be- Charles Bradley. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. You're still wrong about that. That hasn't changed. I'm right. If Mike's wrong, just let him know. Uh, 
<laughs> the Charles Bradley changes is way better. I wouldn't say way better because I love original changes. I think I think I actually. I'm not a, you'll not hear me praise Ozzy very much. Yeah. Just in general. But I love the vocal lines he chose for that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley changes them a little bit. He makes them more soulful, makes them more like Charles Bradley. Uh, as a whole song, though, like uh, where, where the original changes was, it, it was mostly just piano. This is now a full fucking like the An- another song. I will not try to butcher it with my verbiage. Just listen to the song because it's. He does wonderful things with it. I guess we should just play it. Although if you've seen the show Big Mouth on Netflix, it's the theme song for the show. And there it is. But it's this a song, another one of his that'll just fuck you up inside. So good. So good. So here we go. This is actually the Voodoo Span. It's not uh, Menahan. That, oh, that that delayed guitar right there. (sighs) Yeah, everyone gets an A plus who did this cover song. I feel unhappy. And again, you're like, oh, that's about your life. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It's so perfect for the life he lived. That I ever had. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna listen to the whole song. I I can't. Man, too good. Yeah, usually like now you could skip themes on TV shows if you're watching it on uh-huh. like Netflix or Hulu. I never skip Big Mouth because God, God bless you, man. It fucks me up every time. Yeah, it's, like, it's fucking perfect. God damn. Uh, and I'm. I, I was surprised to see other bands like, like it's not, she didn't just stick with uh, Menahan. Yeah. Um, he also worked with uh, some people called the Bullets on Ain't It a Sin. Mm-hmm. I think Menahan may, may be like stretched a, a little thin because one time I saw him, they weren't his backing band. So uh, I think they may have been like stretched a little thin. I'm, probably doing their own thing as their own band but too. That, yeah that's why i gave like daptone as a whole and like the Buddhist band and l michael's affair and um all those members are mm-hmm. kind of you know jumping in and out and doing stuff with like sharon jones as well mm-hmm. we should cover um but yeah that's why i like shouted out all those bands because they all have the same type of like mindset mentality and they're all this really solid mm-hmm. Well, that is uh, your your best. I enjoyed it. I get the argument for best. I just didn't. Maybe on a, in another few months, I'll change. Like it's that kind of thing where I, I have been listening to Mr. Bradley longer than you have. Yeah, too, yeah, so, yeah. So uh, different I'm, feelings. I'm sure my opinions will change throughout yeah. because I mean I'm a fan. I'm a fan now, and I I I really find it difficult to believe that someone could listen to this and, and be like, nah. Like I mean. Really? Yeah. Like it's it's like that it's that genre perfected. It feels like. Yeah. If if uh, lots of times you'll say we'll play stuff sometimes not on the podcast, but you'll be like, do you even like music? If and that's how I feel about. Yeah. Charles Bradley and yeah, I don't think like I get the James Brown comparisons, but it's just like, well, like I have beef with James Brown personally. I mean, oh, no, not man. personally, but no, not uh, I don't care for him because. All of his songs are the same song. Like, I, d- I disagree. 
he has a wild discography, so we're never. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, well, but, not never, but I'm, there's like this uh, this performance everyone cites of James Bond. It's like a recorded thing. All these ba- famous bands were on the same bill. I don't oh, remember a single one it, of them. It's probably the Apollo. Probably at the, Apollo. The, the most famous. There was like a million equally famous. And everyone says like he was the best. He took it. He stole the show. I saw the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, he put on an amazing show playing the same song over and over again. <laughs> like, like, I, I, oh, man, I disagree. Like he does it well. I yeah, didn't say he's not. He's not uh, bad. I it's just it's the same mood, the same feeling. Uh, I'm sure there's obviously deviations every once in a while. But what about? Bitch, this is a man's world. This is a man's what? Yeah, no, it's good. But like that's I said, totally different than Sex Machine. And then name all the ones that sound like Sex, Sex Machine. There's all, a lot of a them. Lot of There's them. All, exactly. What Although I'm I think Sex Machine is one of the greatest songs ever. So it's called Sex Machine. Of course it is. It's absolutely one of the greatest songs ever. Get on up. Dang. Get on up. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I think like uh, this because I said we probably won't do for like a long, long time. This Until we like, can get some time, you know. Dude, when I saw him do a performance where they drape the fucking cape over him and they have to carry him off stage and he takes the cape off and runs, <laughs> he runs I, back. He runs back. I was fucking hooked. Yeah. I was like, he is. He does it like he, six times per performance. Yeah, I'm like, he's <laughs> the best. He's it's, a professional wrestler yeah, at that point. It's so funny and like overkill and like. Uh, Ever since I saw that, no, it's a great. Uh, it, yeah. He puts on an amazing performance. It's it's just like, like I said, reason why the songs. I, I love the first album so much because every song changes the mood, changes the feeling, changes the, not just the tempo but the, the whole feel of it. Um, that's what I look for in in my my artist. Uh, I'm not saying he doesn't do what he does well, but just sure personally. Yeah, he's got a million albums. We that would need to be like a four four parter. Yeah, I might kill myself. I don't want to do that. Also. James Brown is the reason Apollo Creed dies in Rocky Four. Like he sings out Apollo Creed, and he's like dancing and singing with James Brown. The man is winded. No wonder he got his ass kicked. He's out there dancing with James Brown, and then this is went- the most controversial opinion you've ever said on this podcast. Oh yeah, James-, James Brown murdered Apollo Creed. He totally he was part of that. <laughs> I don't think Apollo Creed would be dead if he wasn't out there singing and dancing with James Brown before hitting the ring. All right. And with that. Good God. Okay. We're on. Last album. I'm not even doing my job. I'm just all worked up about. Over Paul Creed. A fictional character. (laughs) We're on to the last album. This is 2018 Black Velvet. Charles, who hurt you this time? The world. Can't fight the feeling. Gorgeous horns. Can't fight the feeling. Also, the production sounds a little, little older. You can tell this is an older song. Yes. Let's work it out. Don't listen to everybody, baby. Listen to your heart. Another great advice. Don't listen to everybody. Listen to your heart. Oh, all right, all right. Okay. So so this is the worst. Yeah, by default, it's the because worst. Because this was released after he died, and this is just um cover songs and tracks that weren't good enough to make the albums. Yeah. So like by default, yeah. it's not like a 
a formed album, but more Charles Bradley is always good to me. It's, it's still a good album. It's yeah. still a real good album. Uh, what did it for me was like the fact that I was already, I'd already heard stay away in heart of gold a million times. Yeah. And they're on here in the middle of the album because they, I, I didn't realize that the first album, uh, those are bonus tracks. Yeah, they weren't like packaged that way originally. So like um if you're like me and you had his albums, this is the first time you could get Heart of Gold and they were released as like EPs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um maybe on Record Store Day, which is a zoo and I won't get into that. But um <laughs> so they were like EPs and then this was like the first time you can get them on a on a full album. Uh at this point where streaming's everywhere and streaming's a thing and everyone has streaming, it's it's significantly less. I'm in less. the minority. I am totally out. Yeah. And then the last track is uh, a, a louder, more electric version of Victim of Love. Still just as good. It's just as good as the It's just as good. But also, you've heard it. Yeah. And and those that that coupled with like a few tracks that I, I just didn't care for. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is my least favorite. But... Still good. There's yeah. still a lot. Of, I mean, that opening track is fucking phenomenal. I mean, yeah. Like I said, these are songs they felt weren't good enough for the album or were cover songs. So mm-hmm. it is a a hodgepodge of things. But um, because his career was so short, I'm like all for the album because this is like pretty much all he has. Yeah. Like, so I'm all for all these songs being collected on this. Um, Love Jones is real fun, and even though I get the feeling that maybe that's a song they were kicking around and it didn't finish because his vocals aren't on there. So they bought in a, uh, Oh, is that why? Cause what it says like, that doesn't sound like Bradley at all. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's what happens, but you kind of get the feeling when you know the vibe of the yeah, album. I didn't so care for that song. The person doing that is uh LaRoche Jackson. So. What has he done? I don't know. I just, I just want to give the dude credit. Right, Cause right, I, think it's, I think it's a, f- fun song but it's not really like doesn't have the patented charles bradley vocals no it does not no uh what else i mean there's a lot of just the same things echoing the same statements like horns being fucking phenomenal uh Uh, the the title track is an instrumental and i think that was recorded as a tribute to him so it's real beautiful because black velvet was his stage name right he was the james brown so I'm gonna play a bit of that. So yeah, I don't know if it was recorded after he passed away, but it feels like it. Uh, one thing I did feel about this is that it, it's overall more depressing than the rest. It's overall sadder, and I like I, I'm not just saying that because it was a posthumous release. Mm-hmm. But just there's way less poppiness on here. Mm-hmm. Like this alone, this is already fucking super dark. That's why I get the feeling that maybe they did this as like a tribute song mm-hmm. to him. It's real good. I mean, it's as good as everything they've done so far. So or thus far. Uh, and then he covered your favorite artist, Rodriguez. Oh god. What'd listen, you, listen. What did you think? I'm of- sure he's a fine guy, <laughs> but also he's a fucking. Well, the documentary is a fraud. Yeah, not yeah. him. He's not a fraud, but the documentary is. That's why I fucking hate documentaries, man. You never know what's an actual story and what's actually true. But yeah, slip away. It's this more Charles, like again, like if you just threw it on, you're like, yeah, that's a Charles Bradley song. You don't know it's a cover song. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a lot of these, 
Uh, if you if you told me it was a cover, I wouldn't I wouldn't realize. Uh, a lot of them I don't I had no fucking idea, and I still couldn't pinpoint which is which are his and which aren't. Aside from Stay Away and Heart of Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just those three, and then the rest are just stuff that didn't make the cut for albums. So, uh, still a good listen. Yeah, I mean, if he hasn't won your heart over, like if you're a fan, like listen to it because. Yeah. He, his personality such like a big personality that like why shines through why would you not want to hear more charles bradley goddamn right and that's exactly why we listen to everything that he did yes his last two songs last two singles this song is the saddest fucking song oh don't put it on (laughs) so he has two songs called lonely as you are and lucifer these are like the last two charles bradley's songs yeah. we're gonna get and oh my fucking god yep <sighs> i think this is like the first time it's like myself. real piano too oh really maybe you think you've been Randy newman but loneliness is my fuck it's as the, the production as is way way Is mine. You can hear every crack in his voice. Okay. God. So that song gets even sadder when he starts talking to his dead mom. Yep. I want to cry every time I hear it. That song, it, especially with what I talked about earlier, that song hit a nerve with me. It's so powerful it's so fucking depressing oh my god dude like lucifer the other song he put out is a good song but i was so over and i've been so overwhelmed yeah with this one that yeah. like i'm gonna have to come back to lucifer because yeah in a moment dude uh so uh, obviously good songs the production on them is completely different it sounds like just some regular modern producer just said okay now we're gonna do it my way there's no r&b motown feel Mm -hmm. um there are synths now uh his vocals are way in the front way in the front yeah i almost wonder if he like did like the vocal tracks and they like reworked it sounds like like a stock band Mm -hmm. there's no uh authenticity the way every every other album kind of kind of drives it home uh like uh, still good songs but yeah, like I wasn't sure if there was synths on uh, Lucifer. I believe there is. Yeah. yeah, he's got some good like screams on that song too. His his vocals are strong as ever. Yeah, like, he's not. He doesn't have a lot of range. He's got the one mode, but boy, does he got that mode! My well, God. Like I said, maybe because he wasn't like performing seriously until like he was older. Like this man live, like. Even the, I think even the YouTube clips, like, will get to you. And, like, just as killer in person, um, fucking outfit changes, not to, like, the crazy extent of James Brown, but, like, crazy jumpsuits. Fucking, um, he told this story, and even though he's the most beautiful black rose, he told a story for why he thinks red roses are, like, the best roses and he said it's because 
you know, there's white roses and there's black roses, but when you prick us, we're all red on the inside. Oh, oh, my heart. Oh, and that's why red roses are, you know, the most famous. And he's like, that's why people like red roses. And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) You just fucking make that up right now? Because if you did, man. He was the Screaming Eagle. All the nicknames. All the nicknames are are the most true nicknames. Uh, And what I was impressed is that in his age, he could like dance. He'd do like the spins and his voice still sounded because I've seen like some people in their prime, like move around a little bit on stage and then come back to the mic and get Mm -hmm. winded. Uh, Also, side note, uh, Action Bronson, when I saw him, he didn't get that winded. That's a big boy, too. That's a big boy. Yeah. Well, Charles Bradley is kind of a portly gentleman. Not the fattest, but... Uh, portly is a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah. A husky. Yeah. Husky guy. A little thick. A little thick around the edges. Yeah. So, oh, man. This seeing him live also this, like, warmed my heart so mm-hmm. much. I'm envious forever and ever. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, because uh, one of them was a free concert at Santa Monica Pier. Really? Yeah. My goodness. My girlfriend at the time, she would just like go with me to concerts. Mm-hmm. And she she was a like real trooper about it. And she like she fell in love with him. Goddamn right she like, did. Like I played the records for her and she liked it, but live she she was all done. Yeah. Live will do things. Live it, yeah. If you're not convinced live, then you're 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 not convinced. But yeah. There's a lot that's lost in a, even if it's a good recording, there's a lot that's lost. Uh, so yeah, to the viewers, I don't know where you can find the documentary, but find the documentary. This look up live footage of there's plenty of high quality, like HD performances of James Brown or Charles Brown. Uh, Sorry. uh, I mean, that's I guess one plus of him not getting any recognition until he's an old man is now we have the technology to make it look nice his whole career was documented in hd pretty much yeah so yeah. man that's so weird yeah that's so weird what an interesting career what an interesting life yeah the uh man i don't yeah i don't know what to say about i mean we've gushed pretty hard this is this was one of the the easier episodes yeah four albums this a delight start to finish um definitely definitely needed it mm. at this this week yeah for sure in life <laughs> so man well let's recap <laughs> let's recap <laughs> fucking gnarls bradley oh jesus so uh, uh chronologically i keep forgetting which order to do it so best out personal favorite no time for dreaming as 2011 uh wonderful they're all wonderful that's just my personal wonderful uh Least favorite Black Velvet 2018, just because it's it, a collection of things they didn't feel were good enough. It, and it's still real good. Yes. Still good. Alex. So, personal favorite, No Time for Dreaming, Best Changes, Worst Black Velvet. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, this was fun. We I enjoyed this. I'm sad. It was fun. It was I, cathartic. Yeah. I was expecting to be sad after this one, to be completely fair. Yeah, I, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Spirits are down now. But 
also it's, a, it's also that, willing. That, that's that weird optimistic sadness. It's because he was so positive. Tr- yeah, it was Charles Bradley in a, a nutshell. Ah! I'm just gonna do that for forever and ever now. Uh, if you have any feedback on this episode, you want to send some hate, some love, or suggest an artist for us, please send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. You know, like, subscribe, share, all the stuff. Uh, it would help a lot. And also, Charles Bradley playlist. You want to listen to him now. You have to want to listen to him now. Have to. Uh, there should be a link in the description of wherever you're listening or watching, as well as everyalbumnever.com. Uh, Instagram. You can follow me at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture. And if you're interested in any of my music, my personal music stuff, you can find all that at Pander Monkey. Uh, that's a whole different shebang, though. Okay. Closing song for sure. This is Alex's pick. What's it going to be? So it was, man, it's hard, but I feel like I got to go with Loving You, Baby. Which album is that from? That is from uh, No No Time Time for for Dreaming. All right. Thank you all for listening. See ya.